is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. <laughs> they don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Welcome to the Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center on a finally Friday. It's a uh, tough day in the major mortgage man cave, as a great friend of ours has passed away, Bruce Parker, the longtime athletic director at uh, Carroll Rocky, spent time at Montana State as well, and he passed away after battling diabetes, long illnesses. Uh, he was 64. He passed away about a, a 1 a.m. this morning uh, with his family by his side. And it's a tough day. Uh, normally we don't do shows on, on Fridays during the summer, but we decided uh, to do a special show today to commemorate the life of Bruce. And we will talk to Mike Van Dees, Gary Turcott, Bill Lamberty. Um, Rochelle Sayers will join us in a couple of minutes as well. Bruce was a guy that uh, you knew when he was in the room. He was uh, he was loud. He was brash. He was loyal. He was Bruce, and everybody loved him. And uh, he's going to be missed. Uh, there's no question about that. He's in six different halls of fame. He is in. Um, he's just a he's a legend, and he always will be. But I got the news this morning. Um, had a was down in Billings last week. Didn't get a chance to go see him as he was moved into assisted living. And um, about twelve thirty this morning, his family got the call from uh, the nurse, like, "Hey, it's um, it's getting close." So he was surrounded by his wife Lisa, who you'll hear a lot about today. Um, his sons, Brett and Ryan, their families, his uh, brother and sister were there as well. Um, Bruce was uh, larger than life in a lot of ways. Gave me a start um, in 1996 as a PA announcer at Montana State. Did volleyball and uh, was slated to do basketball that year. And then in uh, homecoming of 1996, uh, Montana State played Northern Arizona and uh, – Got a call in that morning from Roger Nelson, who was the football PA guy, and he said, man, I can't do it. I got laryngitis, couldn't talk, and I did my first game with Bruce uh, standing watch and uh, never looked back. Bruce was an instrumental part of my life. Bruce, um, like I said, gave me a start in 1996. 
and I'll never forget that. I uh, came to Helena in 2013, and Bruce uh, Bruce was by my side the whole time there. Even after I got let go in 2014, Bruce was adamant about helping get me hired back. He did. I owe him everything for that as well. Um, he retired from Carroll in 2014, went down to Rocky, and uh, had a lot of success in both Carroll and Rocky. Retired in 2018 officially, and um, he was he's uh, he's going to be missed. There is no question about that. Um, a Billings guy and just an absolute sweetheart of a man, a teddy bear, really. And uh, we're going to welcome in Coach. Hey, Coach Sayers. Are you there? Rochelle Sayers joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. Um, tough day today, Coach, as we get the news about Bruce Parker. We all knew it was coming, but it's never easy when it happens. Your thoughts? No, I, I mean, it was, uh, like you said, I think uh, for a while we've known it's coming. Bruce has been a, a fighter and a battler and, uh, has been through so much and, but you just, you just kept feeling like every time, you know, he had one of those, you know, those stays in the hospital or, or those bad weeks or, you know, that he was just going to bounce back and, and he'd be back with us. But this, this time it just didn't happen. This was a guy that hired you, um, 11 years ago and, uh, a lot of success together at Carroll College in your early days. I, I mean, I have so, you know, many things to be thankful for for uh one Bruce giving me my first head coaching job but you know I think Bruce was uh he he did so much for Carroll College and and for those of us that came in kind of on that tail end of that um we benefited tremendously I mean he he made Carroll a place um that everybody was kind of chasing uh everybody was kind of trying to get to where Carroll was and and people wanted to be a part of that and you know Bruce Bruce was a huge reason for that. And so for, for people like me that came in on the tail end of that, um, we benefited from it tremendously. Rochelle Sayers joining us, the Carroll women's basketball coach. So we uh, celebrate the life of Bruce Parker, who passed away this morning at uh, 1 o'clock. Um, he was larger than life, He uh, but he was extremely loyal to those that he was closest with. And I'll never forget that. Um, obviously loyal to you as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and I met Bruce first when I was at Weber State and he was at Montana State and, and then through the hiring process, um, just really, you know, got to know him as a person and understand, you know, what he was about and, and how much Carroll College meant to him and how much, you know, building Carroll College meant to him. And, and he was such a part of that. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, from, from his time at Montana State and Carroll and Rocky and, and his time at Billings, he, he just, you know, there's so many people's lives that he touched. And, and if you ever listen to him do a game or, or talk at, at an event, I, I mean, his stories and his countless memories of things that have happened, I mean, he was one of those guys that did not need a script. As you, as you know, he could get up there and he could put on an entire show and, and never looked down at a piece of paper. I mean, he just had, had one of those gifts. Um, you know, he, he shared so many stories with all of us and, and gave his, his heart and his time and his passion to, 
to Carol and, and then to Rocky as well. What's your, what's your favorite story of Bruce? <laughs> you know, there, there's so many, um, I was trying to think this morning. I, I actually had a time to, to visit with Coach Van Deef last night as he and Heidi had headed down to Billings and visited with him about he was kind of keeping me up to date on how, how things were going because we're out here in Denver. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the the fondest memories of him are just so, you know, to see him so happy um, when, when the student-athletes or the coaches had success. I mean, he was the most happy he could be. You know, that, that was his time and, and he, he just took so much pride in his work and, and putting together, you know, the, the coaches that he did and, and the, the work he did at, at the PE center and, and the football field. You know, he just took so much pride in seeing that success from the athletes. And I think as the athletes had graduated and come back, um, you know, I remember the, the Mike Van Deese retirement at, at the PE center and just, you know, him sitting up there and, and just being Bruce, you know, telling those stories and, and reliving those moments that he shared with so many athletes and coaches was just, that was when he was at his, you know, height of his game. Yeah. It's the, the student athlete was always first for Bruce and that, uh, that was unquestionable. Nobody can ever, you know, doubt that. And when he did a game, whether it was, you know, the last few years, you know, covering a Carroll game, he knew everybody. He knew what was going on. It wasn't, you know, even though his eyesight was failing, he could still call a game as well as he did back in the 80s. I mean, this was a guy that that um, he, he knew the kids, and, and I think that's what I remember the most is how much he helped everybody. Well, and I was just talking about that. You know, he did our, our Frontier Conference championship game, you know, this year. Yeah. In March, and you know, same, just as you said, his eyesight was failing him. He hadn't watched probably as many games as he typically did in a year. But if you're listening to that broadcast, you have no idea. I mean, you you think that guy has done every Carroll College Montana Western game that had been played that year? Um, it was just amazing. Uh, you know, I, I laugh. Probably not my favorite story, but Bruce's favorite story to tell on me was always our first phone call when he asked for Rachel. And, and I corrected him, Rochelle, and, and he always laughed because he said, you know, right then and there when, when she said it's Rochelle, um, he said, I knew you were, you were our coach because you were, you know, you, you weren't going to be pushed around. You were going to step right up and, and take charge. And so he loved that story. He'd tell that all the time about our first conversation. That was that's funny you bring that up because when I first got to Carol, that was one of the first things he said was, "It's not <laughs> <Yep>. Rachel." <laughs> when you're interviewing he might her, let it for sale, and she's going to tell you that. <laughs> so I learned early from Bruce how to how to say your name, so I never got it wrong. Um, he's going to be missed. What's his legacy in the Frontier Conference? Well, I think you know the impact he's had on every school. Like I said, Jason, I think that. Because he wanted Carol to be so successful, and he put so much into um, kind of raising the bar for where for where we're at, and and the other schools began to chase that, and because he did that, it improved every other school in our league. Mm-hmm. And then as he moved on to to Rocky, you see the nice turf field he was able to get done there, and again he had that same impact on on Rocky Mountain College that he did at Carroll. Then, then pretty soon you see, you know, their sports teams continuing to, to do better and, and the facility improvements and, and the, 
you know, the publicity and the corporate sponsorships that they start to develop there at Rocky. And I, and I think, you know, what he did by putting his heart and soul into the programs he was at is he made everybody else around him better because, you know, as you know, in athletics, if, if you aren't improving, you're, you're losing, you know, you're going to get passed by. And so when he started doing those things at the schools he's at, then everybody else had to step up their game. And getting the NAI tournament to Billings, where I think it still should be, but uh, the women's tournament, I mean, that was a huge get, and, and it, it really showcased the Frontier Conference women's basketball teams. And probably had the most success of any women's NAI tournament that we've had. Mm-hmm. You know, from, from from a spectator standpoint, from, you know, the, the participation in the community, um, I, I, it was a tremendous event. You're right. I mean, if, if we didn't have Bruce there and Billing fighting for that and working hard and, and getting all those people in line to support that, it would have never happened. Well, I know you're uh, you're enjoying Denver. Um, we'll, we'll let you go, but uh, appreciate the, the time, Coach. It's always fun to catch up with you, even under these circumstances. But uh, appreciate the comments about Bruce and uh, enjoy Denver. Well, thank you, Jason, and thanks for um, making sure that, that – we uh, recognize and remember him in, in a positive light, make sure everybody has a chance to, to know the Bruce that, that we all did. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. That's Rochelle Sayers, coach at Carroll College, and uh, sharing her memories of uh, Bruce Parker, who passed away today at the age of 64, and uh, he will be missed. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back. Mike Van Deest will join us. The success of, of Carroll football, Mike Van Deest and Bruce Parker kind of go all hand in hand. Bruce liked to take a lot of the credit, um, and really he deserved a lot of the credit. But we'll talk to Mike Van Deest next here on the Jason Walker Show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show, a special edition here on a Friday as we celebrate the life of Bruce Parker, longtime uh, athletics director at Carroll College, Rocky Mountain College, worked at MSU for about a quarter century, a Montanan through and through, even though he was born in Chicago. But uh, we are celebrating the life of Bruce. And when you talk about Bruce Parker and uh, all the halls of fame that he is in, you know, the success of Carroll College and Rocky Mountain College and the Frontier Conference, you know, goes back to really when he got started at Carroll. And 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 it goes hand-in-hand hand with Mike Van Deest arriving at Carroll College as well. Uh, Coach was a little bit uh, earlier than Bruce. 
Bruce likes to take a lot of the credit, Mike, uh, Coach Mike Van Dieses. We welcome you in. But uh, you guys worked hand-in-hand hand together and made Carroll really what it is today. Well, I think what happened was uh, the timing was right for both of us. Uh, you know, I came on board at Carroll College in 1999, and then Bruce came aboard in, uh, you know, in, I think the spring or summer of 2003. And uh, there's just a lot of, you know, similarities, I think, between our past. Uh, you know, Tim being an SID at Montana State, going to work down for Eastman Kodak in, in uh, Arizona, coming back. Sports was always his livelihood. And I think the timing was right for Carroll College. You know, Gary Turcott had been there for a long time and Amy Heiser. We joked around that when I interviewed for the job in 99, I was kind of an outsider. <laughs> uh, I didn't have a Carroll degree. I didn't go to school there. Everybody in the room when I was interviewing that day at lunchtime was with Carroll graduates. You know, and then Bruce came uh, from the outside as well. And it was kind of great at that time because Carroll uh, had so much inbred in terms of you know, the things that they brought along with Coach Petrino 28 years with his legacy and success that he has, you know, Coach Trunowski coaching, you know, and then Coach Turcott coaching. And it just seemed to find a, find a, finally find a place for somebody like Bruce to come in at the AD's role and really take the next step and put Carroll College up another notch. You guys worked, obviously, so close together and, and all the championships and, and all the great memories, but what is your favorite memory of Bruce that's not really football-related and not really championship-related? Just the times he chewed me out on <laughs> 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 behind the seats. You, no, Bruce could never – you can't yell at Mike Van Deest. <laughs> oh, no, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce can, you know, the thing that Bruce did so well – and, and it's interesting, Jason, we're having this conversation because Coach Turcott and I talked for a long time this morning about this, is Bruce was a media guy. Bruce loved having a microphone in his hand, yep. and he was good at it. And I think that's what kind of brought him to the forefront and it also elevated Carroll College because Gary was very successful as a basketball coach at that time prior to Bruce coming. We'd won three conference championships and a national championship uh, prior to Bruce coming. But Bruce brought Carroll College in the Frontier Conference and elevated the statue, statue of, of, of that uh, of that of that program and of that you know uh, national uh, uh, association. You know we're stuck between Montana State and, and Montana, and but I, I really believe this for those 10, 11 years that Gary you know that Gary and I were coaching there and Bruce was on board. You know Carroll College we didn't take a back seat to the Big Sky schools and athletics. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to do, I think, uh, we had success in football. We had success in basketball. We had success, you know, in volleyball and women's basketball when Rochelle was hired. But Bruce elevated the whole athletic department and the Carroll College brand, so to speak, before people even thought there was, you know, branding was popular. And he brought us up, I, I think, to the level of the big sky schools. You know, and that's one thing, uh, I, you know, I, I would – that is true. I mean, Bruce was a media guy, like you said. He knew how to work the media. Um, but what was great is when I got the job in 2013 and then took over as the voice of Carol in 2014, you know, Bruce was – he knew how to help a person. And Bruce has been so instrumental in my career and my success. And uh, it's just it's – it's a big loss. But what he did for the frontier – is absolutely true. And when we, we took over the radio contract in 2013 and he said, look, we don't want to be backseat, like you said. We want to be on the level of the Cats and the Grizz, and that's what happened. And even before we took over 
in 2013. But yeah, absolutely. That was when you talk about football schools in the state of Montana, nobody ever forgets to mention Carroll College because of Bruce. Well, and I think that's the important thing, you know, your relationship and friendship with him and John Lagerquist as mm-hmm. well. And Bruce was right in the middle of that. Bruce loved doing, you know, being the color guy, you know, with you guys on play by play. He loved being on the radio with Gary Turcott, with John, with you. Uh, that's what he was great at. Yeah, you know, he did so many other things well too. Corporate sponsorship and fundraising, elevating that part of it, and helping the coaches out in our department. But Bruce behind the scene, behind that microphone, uh, you know, and him and Steve D and, and Marty Lyons getting, you know, television and, and getting football and basketball, Frontier Conference as well, and certainly Kill College got a lot of the prime times, but getting us on, on television around the state. Uh, that was big in, in those days, and that's something that, you know, hasn't been replicated since then or duplicated since then, I guess is a better word. And uh, I just feel like, you know, Frost, Frosty Westerland at PLU always said the big time is where you're at, and, I think Gary believed that. I believe that as a coach, and certainly Bruce brought that in as a uh, as an athletic director at the time. Uh, Mike Van Dies joining us. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, like Bruce was, and and it, it's just it's eerie how you guys' careers just went so similar. And I mentioned it at the beginning of our our chat, but um, I, I remember, and Coach Rochelle Sayers just talked about this too um, a few minutes ago. Was the night of your uh, celebration at Carroll College? I mean, Bruce just sat there. And talked. He had no script. He just he just went as Bruce did, and it was as great of a night as it was focused on you. Bruce really, I mean, he he made he he just he was Bruce, and and I don't know what else to say about that night. He was just this is Bruce. He's talking. This is his element. This is where he's more most comfortable. Well, and he did. He you know he was at the forefront as you said. He's in, in numerous Hall of Fames, but he always gave coaches credit and he knew the hard work that coaches put in and that's unusual for an ad that never coached mm-hmm. you know sometimes you're working pretty easy and then for me i see a guy never you know never coached football uh you know it was great being at the university of wyoming when joe tiller was there the head coach because paul roach the ex-head coach at kill call or at that university of wyoming was the ex-football coach you know and that kind of goes hand in hand and, and selfishly as a football coach you want an ad that's a football guy but Bruce understood the importance of football, whether it's at Montana State or at Carroll College or at Rocky. And that's not to slight anything else because he was a big, big fan of Gary Turcott. And he hired Rochelle Sayers, which was a great hire. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I think Bruce can really hang his hat on. And, and he brought in a, a future Hall of Famer in Rochelle. Well, and you look at the sports that were added at Carroll, you know, um, the softball, the, the, the men's soccer, the eight different sports, I mean, track and field, as successful as, as Harry Clark has been building that, you know, it's, if, if not for Bruce, maybe there is no track and field at Carroll and, and, and cross country. But what an amazing legacy and an impact, not only on the Frontier Conference, Coach, but also nationwide when you look at, you know, like I said, the NAI Hall of Fame, but this is a guy that elevated the entire frontier, not just Carroll or Rocky later in the years, but the entire conference it had to be had to be thought of as a nationwide powerhouse because of Bruce and what he did. Well, and that's the great thing about it, you know, because of Bruce, his dynamic uh, personality, so to speak, and and how much he put into athletics, he knew the importance of it. Even at the NAI level, when he got into the national committees across the country in the NAI. Uh, we were at the forefront. We had, we had a spokesman for the Frontier Conference, and we had a guy at the table. 
and pounding the table for us. And it wasn't just the, you know, the, the, the council of presidents. We had an athletic director in, in the form of Bruce Parker who got up there and, and pounded the table and said, look where we're at. And these are the things that are successful in the Frontier Conference. And these are the, the sports we want to highlight. And, you know, when I came in, everything was in the Midwest and the South. You know, football-wise, basketball-wise, whatever, that's where the NEI, uh, you know, strength and, and stronghold was. And finally, we got somebody like Bruce, you know, and, and when he goes along with it, Gary took his team to this Creed 8, the Final Four. And mm-hmm. We had our success on the field, certainly, when Bruce was there and prior to Bruce. But Bruce knew how to take advantage of that and get us on the national scene. Coach, when you look at where Carroll College is, and, and even, you know, we'll throw in Rocky as well because he had success there too, but the fundraising, the corporate sponsorship is is – is anywhere in the frontier close without Bruce Parker being in the conference? No, I, I think, you know, what Bruce did and what the coaches did, they elevated it. So the whole conference, and I'm not saying this on a soapbox, but everybody had to step up mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is how we want to be. And when Bruce went to Rocky, he did the same thing. And obviously getting the women's NAI national basketball tournament uh, brought to Billings. Bruce was the was the you know the, the lead dog in that. He's the one that got that going, and he had the you know he had the mindset we can do this. Billings is a great community to do this, which it's the, the population, and you know this is how it came to be. But the corporate sponsorship of Carol and the fundraising for Bruce, and that was something that you know Bruce knew how I was. You know Bruce never talked to me on Friday or Saturday during the season. He knew that how I was how I was locked in. And, there was other things I had to do, and I, I didn't want to know about what was going to happen in the playoffs and what was going to happen on home advantage and who was going to put a bid in. Bruce and Renee Wall did all that behind the scenes. And that was great because as a coach, then you could concentrate on coaching. And you didn't take a distraction from somewhere else. And, you know, Bruce took care of that, whether it was getting the charter planes to go play in the playoffs or the national championship game or securing the home field advantage and home field bid during the NEI playoffs. And, you know, that's big time. Those are things that um, somebody has to step up and do that. And I don't know if everybody can do that. Uh, it's part of your job description. But Bruce embraced that and did it. And whether it was going out and getting corporate sponsorship, talking to boosters, talking to families and parents, uh, you know, they were on board with it because Bruce was the lead. Uh, he was the lead in that every single year. I think his love for the student athlete, too, is something that we can never forget. Right. You know, a lot of them came in and did internships with him, whether it was work study or whatever. And I think some of these young people, whether it's a Matt Thomas going on and being associate AD at Boise State, uh, Patrick Cosina later on got just a taste of that with Bruce, and he's doing a great job at the University of Nebraska mm-hmm. and will be an athletic director someday. But so many of these young people, because at a small school, your student athletes have to be work study, whether it's at the front desk uh, taking ticket requests whether working the gates on game day or whatever it is, uh, you know, Bruce is kind of overseeing all that. So they have to come in, in into, into into that circle with Bruce. And certainly one of the biggest uh, events, I think, the social events in, in the city of Helena at the time, I don't know what it still is now, but during those 10 or 11 years, the biggest one of the biggest social events, as you know, was the State's Athletic Association yep. fundraiser uh, in the spring and the State's Athletic Auction. And, you know, Bruce and, and beside Bruce's right there was Lisa Parker. And 
Yeah, that was my next question was we can't forget about Lisa and the work that the, the Lisa behind the scenes, you know, as a, as Heidi knows this, Mrs. Van Deese knows this as a coach's wife, you're on the road a lot. You're at the office a lot. And Lisa understood that, but you know, the work that she did helping Bruce over the last really decade with his health declining the last half decade, um, the, she is a saint and a wonderful lady you know, she gave up her career to help Bruce live as long as he could. Well, she was always there. At any event that we had, she was there. Uh, whether it was a Christmas party with the staff and they had us over to their house, she was always in charge of that. Whether during the summer months, whether it was football or basketball or track and field, whatever athletes stayed in town, they'd always have a taco night, dessert night, and invite that team or that group of coaches up there to their house, you know, to feed them and just little things like that, that, you know, you, you're not looking for a headline in the IR anywhere, but they were behind the scenes. And, you know, I, I know how that goes because I know the hard work and the love that uh, Lisa put in that, but I know it's personally with Heidi mm-hmm. and the things that they have to take care of at home when we're on the road, when we're out recruiting or Bruce is out fundraising. Uh, I've seen a number of coaches. I've worked with coaches everywhere whose wives aren't like that. And I, I think, coaches that aren't happy or disgruntled or they just, they, they fat out, they phase out. But between Heidi and Lisa Parker, you know, we were very blessed to have that. You know, Steve Jones had that with Pam Jones, you know, yep. his career that we just celebrated a while ago. So the wives, they're, they're part of the family. And I think that's what uh, makes it go is that your family's a part of it. And you know that Bruce has a son that's a soccer coach, you mm-hmm. know, a college soccer coach. So, they grew up around that, and they embraced that lifestyle for sure. You know, the and I th- told Heidi, I said, you know, you did what you just said. Lisa was a was a great caretaker, Bruce, and, and she's a saint. So I told Heidi, I said, make sure you're taking notes on this. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm getting up there in age, and you know, I said, make sure you're watching Lisa when she's doing. <laughs> well, and it's funny too because Lisa's not um, a, a big lady, and Bruce was not a small no. dude, and the way no. she was able to really manhandle him. Uh, the last few years was remarkable. She never backed down. He could bark mm. at her, you know, she, she didn't bark back. She just knew how Bruce was and yeah. she would listen and she had that quiet voice, but she, she always had a smile and she would go about her business and Bruce knew when to back off. You know, you know, <laughs> at a time, you know, it wasn't the coach he was talking to. Uh, that was Lisa. And, and, but she was, she was wonderful and how she headed up things and she was just around the office and she loved it. And, you know, that, that's what was great to see. I just, uh, the, the memories we have of Bruce, and I'll always take with Bruce, uh, at least will be right there in my memory bank, too. 100%. Uh, Coach, I know you're with family up at the uh, the lake. We appreciate oh, no the, problem, the no. time. We're just, uh, um, we're just enjoying the water and the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice. It, it is a very nice day. Uh, appreciate the time. We'll see you Tuesday at the memorial service for sure, the celebration of life. Um, down there in Billings. Um, But appreciate it, Coach, for joining us on short notice, and uh, um, we'll talk soon. Yeah, you and your family enjoy the 4th and stay safe, and we'll see you Tuesday morning. Thanks, Jake. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. That is Mike Van Deese joining us here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline as we uh, we share memories of of Bruce Parker. And, you know, those that may not have known Bruce, um, you definitely heard of Bruce. You knew who he was. And uh, we're reaching out to another Hall of Fame uh, coach right now. As uh, Hey, Jason. Hey, Coach. We're live on the uh, Jason Walker Show. Coach Gary Turcott joining us. And I just got off the phone with Mike Van Deesen. 
and he was sharing some stories that you and, and, and him had talked about, about Bruce Parker, um, who passed away this morning at the age of 64. But um, your initial thoughts as, as you, when you heard the news today? Well, I guess I, I um, was not shocked. His health had been deteriorating for a number of years. You know, he, he dodged uh, old Dr. Death a number of times. He was, uh, he was a tough, tough guy. And he had a very, very strong will to live. And um, he, uh, you know, a kidney transplant, uh, you know, a, a couple of uh, years where he was having to take dialysis. I mean, that is that is tough stuff. But but he he survived a long time. And you know, he was working this fall. He was still broadcasting games. That was his passion, and it kept him alive a long time. He did the Frontier Women's Championship in March. I mean, this was a guy that he just That's right. he, he knew you know every, everything about the Frontier and its players, even now, even though he's been retired for a couple of years. But uh, we're talking to Gary Turcott, Carroll College Hall of Famer. Um, you guys, you know, you had been at Carroll a long time before Bruce came in, Coach. And um, what did he do to really help? the men's basketball program even more so succeed than it already had been? Well, he was the fourth athletic director that, um, that I worked under. Um, and, uh, you know, he was the, the one that I worked under the longest. Uh, Bruce, Bruce had a, a special talent for media, for public relations. He was, he was a brilliant uh, broadcaster. You know, probably people don't know that Brent Musburger uh, had it when Bruce was a young man in Billings. Um, Brent Musburger was a Billings guy himself, mm-hmm. and he he had spotted Bruce and his talent, and wanted Bruce to come to Chicago, and uh, and 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 get into a bigger media market. Bruce had married Lisa at a young age. I think they already had one of their babies. And uh, he just didn't think he could leave and leave that live that lifestyle with a young family. But uh, that was Bruce's genius was the media. He really upgraded uh, every aspect in the Frontier Conference, not just at Carroll, but at every school. Um, that was that was what he he was the most competent, the best that he did. He he was able to bring Carroll into the popular. Uh, mode, uh, especially around the state and, and out of state uh, as well. You know, at the NEI level, mm-hmm. he that was that's what he loved to do, and he was good at it. We're joined by Gary Turcott on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, and you know, I shared with Mike Van Deest one of my favorite stories was when I when we took over the radio contract at Montana Radio Company, and then I I got over you know I got the job with with uh, when John Lagerquist retired. Right about the same time Bruce did from Carroll and went to Rocky, but he said in 2013, "Look, I've been to the Big Sky. He's been to the Big Sky. We know how to work together." But he said, "Let's make Carroll. Let's elevate Carroll to that next level." And and he had that innate ability to know um, that that's really what it was about. Is you know, don't take the back seat to the Big Sky Conference schools. There's no reason the Frontier shouldn't stand front and center as well. Well, that's, that's well put. I think that's, uh, that, that was how he approached it. And then, you know, during those years, we were winning national football championships, mm-hmm. you know, year after year. And uh, he wasn't afraid to tell people about it. 
And he, <laughs> he, 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 he did a great job of bringing that to the forefront of the state. And, uh, you know, he got involved in the, uh, the, the leadership at the NAI level. He was on committees back there. Uh, he made trips back to the annual conferences. Uh, he got his input in. He got, he, he, he was involved in decision making. Uh, and, and Carol, you know, was, was more uh, respected because of some of the work that he did. Gary Turcott, our guest here, Jason Walker Show, as we celebrate the life of Bruce Parker, who passed away this morning, uh, multiple diseases. Um, but, uh, Coach, when you when you look back at the days, um, you know, Carroll was successful already in football when when, Co- when Bruce came in. Uh, Carroll men's basketball and, and women's basketball had had some success too. But then you look at what he did in those 11 years, you know, track and field and hiring Harry Clark. Uh, Aaron Jackson in softball, Rochelle Sayers in women's basketball, um, men's soccer with Doug Mello. There's a, a tremendous amount of success at Carroll that really elevated the rest of the frontier, too, in those other sports. Well, he did. Um, uh, we did have a lot of sports there. You know, one thing I think that that I don't know that Bruce would even um, – uh, I, I realized this, but I was thinking about it this morning. You, you know, when he got there, things were were in good shape, and he didn't screw it up. Um, and and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of athletic directors come in there and they 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 want to put their own brand on everything. You know, they want to bring in this and they want to bring in that, and they want to let this guy go, and they want to change the way. Uh, uh, Things done. We we were successful when Bruce got there, and uh, he didn't he didn't uh, hurt that situation. Right. If anything, he did he enhanced uh, the success that we already had. Coach, I I, I talked to Coach Van Deest about this, um, and and you know you know with your wife Donna, who's a, a, an angel. Um, Coach knows this with Mrs. Van Deest. Uh, Coach Sayers knows it with her husband. Coach's spouses. It's never easy during season. Uh, off season is getting just as bad, but Bruce had a wife in Lisa Parker who understood what Bruce's job was. She was there by his side until the very end, um, but she understood what her role was to help the student athletes at both Carroll and Rocky as well. And and I, I there there's not enough positive adjectives to describe Lisa Parker as well. I think that's a really good point, Jason, that you bring out. Um, and I, I hope people do recognize, you know, we call her St. Lisa for what she did, especially the last years of Bruce's oh. life where his health was really deteriorating and he was so totally dependent on her. And she really gave up so much of of her life um, uh, in order to be at his side. But even before that, I think you bring up a good point that, um, even when he was he went in the full bloom of health uh, in those Carol years, Lisa was right there. Uh, she was really good on the computer, uh, road trips. She she provided directions. Um, uh, you know, she programmed the the, the maps. Um, she, she coordinated the phone calls. <laughs> you know, she was uh, she was like an assistant athletic director, personal secretary and spouse as well. And uh, my respect uh, has no end for how, how she stood by her man 
um, especially the last, you know, the last five, six years have been tough years. Oh, and there's no question about that. Uh, okay, give me uh, Coach Van Deest's uh, memory was all the times Bruce yelled at him, which is strange because nobody yells at Mike Van Deest, um, except maybe Heidi. But what's your favorite memory of working with Bruce? Well, the, 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 you know, there, there were certainly some some funny things that he did, some times that he did have a temper, um, and he would he would lose his temper, but. My memory of Bruce, when I want to think of, of a positive about Bruce, I'm thinking of a, the pregame football show, and this is right before you came on board uh, to do the, the football, Jason. Uh, and um, I, I was doing the football with uh, John Lagerquist, and Bruce Parker uh, at the football games did a half-hour uh, pregame show all by himself. He would stand over there on the uh, – at the end of the southwest end zone with the microphone in his hand all by himself no notes mm -hmm. uh and and he would do the pregame show a half hour and nothing was recorded it was just him and he would just talk about the football game the coaches the players the people uh for a half hour and sometimes somebody would come by and he would say hello and talk about them or you know, the offensive line would come by as they were coming in to get warmed up, and he would talk about them. But that's when I really realized, you know, this this is a guy that had a gift, and his gift was was broadcasting in the media. That's that's what he loved. That's what he was good at. That's how I'll remember him. We'll uh, we'll see you Tuesday down at the uh, service in Billings um, at Herklin Field, Coach. We appreciate the time on short notice. Um, and, and there's so many more memories and stories to tell of Bruce, and and those will be show, uh, shared on Tuesday as well, I'm sure. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you Tuesday, and travel safe. Thank you, Jason. That is uh, Gary Turcott, the Carroll Hall of Fame coach, uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. What uh, what an amazing, amazing career he had. And a lot of that coincided with uh, with, with Bruce Parker being at uh, at Carroll College as well. Um, we're making one more phone call here as we... Uh, Hello. Hey, Bill. Uh, welcome. Let me give you the full introduction as we get live here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Bill Lamberty, Sports Information Director at Carroll College, or at uh, Montana State, joining us. We've talked a lot about Carroll today, so forgive me. Um, but Bill Lamberty worked with Bruce Parker and um, for a long, long time. Uh, give me your first thoughts when you found out the news this morning that Bruce had passed away. Well, you know, I'd heard for the last few days that people that had uh, gone over to to uh, visit had found him basically in response and so it kind of felt like the, the time was coming but it was uh, just really sad and you know give me a chance to think uh, about a lot of the memories of Bruce and and uh, the times we spent together and heck Bruce hired me here at MSU so it uh, even even though it seemed sort of inevitable the last few days it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks when it, when news came. We were in Billings Saturday celebrating the Montana Football Hall of Fame and, uh, and and talked with each other down there. But, you know, Bruce would have loved to have been there, but that was the day he got moved back into assisted living. And, you know, the, the prayers, I mean, when 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 Tuff gave the pastor, Tuff, you know, gave his, his pre-meal speech or um, benediction, I mean, that was just like, and, and thoughts to Bruce and his family and, and, 
what a special moment that was. But, I mean, there's so many memories, you know, and you and I have something in common, Bill. I mean, Bruce gave me my first start as PA announcer doing volleyball in 1996 during the uh, August volleyball tournament. And then, uh, of course, with football and basketball over the years. But what an amazing man. What an amazing career he had. When you go back to the Eastern Montana days, Eastern Montana College, to Eastman Kodak, MSU, and he really elevated so much um, the student athlete, really. Yeah, he. I mean, when, if you start trying to process all the people whose lives he positively oh. touched, um, it's really pretty incredible. And you know that that really, even just thinking about his time at Montana State, which was just a just a little bit over half his time in college athletics, it's uh, a great testament to to what he was all about and how he lived his life and how he approached every day. I mean, he was. Uh, he just was always a high energy guy, and a lot, a lot of that was the Mountain Dew he pounded. But a lot of it was uh, just his, his great nature, very good natured guy, and, and uh, just so many laughs and smiles with him along the way that it's, uh, you know, and they haven't done nearly a good enough job keeping in touch with him these last couple, last few years. But he is, uh, he is a very, he was a very impactful person. You look back at those, uh, you know, the the '90s when he was at Montana State. Football was not a success, um, but he never he never stopped believing really in the student athlete. Like I said, but you know, he loved everywhere he was, whether it was MSU, Carroll, Rocky. It was weird seeing him in purple and gold, and then it was really weird seeing him in in green when he went to Rocky. But this was a guy that loved everywhere he was, and everybody loved him back. Well, he even had great stories to tell about his uh, few months at Eastern Washington. And I know the people there, uh, Dick Zorns, you know, Dave Cook, who replaced him there as a sports information director, really had a great fondness for Bruce for all these years. And so, yeah, you're right about that. He's uh, he was a beloved guy everywhere he went. And that's um, really evident in the, you know, all the awards and the honors. Those things are great, but, but, what they say about him and about a person who piles those up like that, I think is the important thing. What's your favorite story of Bruce? <laughs> well, I'll go back to the very beginning. I drove into town on Thursday. I, I want to say it was October 18th, uh, 1990, and went right to Bruce's office, which was down on the uh, right off the circle drive down there on sort of the ground floor of the field house and said my hellos and we got settled in and, and, uh, it was probably 4.15, 4.30 in the afternoon. I was staying at his house that night. So we took uh, took my stuff to his place, dropped that off, and then we had to go and um, go and get some dinner. And for anybody who knows Bruce well, we went to Taco Bell. <laughs> and that <laughs> – and one of the great stories was one I heard, um, I think, that weekend from Rip Cook when I met Rip. He told me a story about um, – Bruce being in uh, at Western Illinois, or no, 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 Rip being in, at Western Illinois with the Bobcats filming a game, and they drove by a Taco Bell with the uh, flag at half staff, and somebody said, "Oh no, somebody better check on Bruce." And so the uh, the stories about Taco Bell, and so we went to Taco Bell, and then he took me to a um, to a, a bachelor auction that night at the Old Elks Club on. Uh, on Mendenhall. And uh, so I, so my whole first night in Bozeman was the full Bruce Parker experience. It was just great. Uh, like I said before, tons of laughs, 
and great stories. And all these years later, you know, I remember those uh, first few hours at Bozeman and stayed with Bruce that weekend and worked my first football game and, you know, lots of up and da- ups and downs that, that week and, you know, for the whole time. But uh, still great memories with Bruce and just a ton of laughs. Um, Bill Lamberty joining us, Montana State uh, Sports Information Director. Um, we've talked a lot about his wife, Lisa, and the work that she has done, you know, being by his side from day one and really the last half decade with his illnesses. But, you know, she is a true saint. And, um, you know, without Lisa, I don't know if Bruce had gone this long. Yeah, I think that's entirely true. She um, certainly you know, stood by his side, but I think in a lot of ways, uh, um, was the, you know, kind of stood behind him and, and kept him going, uh, through these, these last few years. But I do, I also know that, you know, even from the very earliest time I, I met those guys that, um, she's just such a positive person. I mean, you can't come across Lisa in any realm without feeling better about things. And so I know that she was, a just a huge energy giver and a huge positive uh, influence on him and, and Brett and Ryan and, you know, the, the whole family for sure. But I, I know that you could always sort of trace his, um, his great energy and demeanor, at least part, part, partially back to Lisa. We're talking with Bill Lamberty here about the uh, legacy of Bruce Parker, who passed away this morning, early this morning after battling some illnesses. But uh, where is Montana state without Bruce? Well, I think that, uh, you know, you alluded to it. We really struggled in the 90s getting things going in football and, and uh, a couple of close calls, close on a few occasions. But um, Bruce was just such an engine, and he, he drove everything. And whenever when there was a problem, and, and uh, you know, we talk about people, Bruce influenced the guy that um, sort of in ways, not necessarily in lineage of job responsibilities, but in ways took over for Bruce was Josh Manego. And oh, yeah. In that, those two guys, when, when you needed something done, they would just get it done. And they didn't ask if it was in their job description, and they didn't ask, you know, how and who's going to, you know, who gets billed for this. They just went out and got something donated, figured out a way to get the weight platform built or whatever. And so I think in the late 90s when, we were trying to get the stadium renovated or mid nineties. And then after that, we were trying to get things um, done, <coughs> excuse me, done that would really promote tailgating and the game day experience. Bruce was always, always right in the middle of all those discussions. He always had ideas. Not all of them were great. Um, not many of them even got enacted, but just um, driving that conversation and, and being relentless about trying to get this thing turned around and, and uh he and i i remember a conversation once um we talked about how cool it would be to block off the street in front of keggy in or keggy boulevard in front of the stadium on game days and it, it wasn't even a concept it was sort of an offhand comment and i remember he took that he brought that to a full staff meeting when i think it was maybe peter field's first full staff meeting and I think maybe President um, would have been President Gamble in the in the Hall of Fame room. And Bruce brought that idea up, and by golly, you know, within a year he had made that a reality. And that's um, just really emblematic of how he got things done. And 
you know, not everything was a straight line and not everything was easy or efficient, but he just, uh, he just really drove things forward all the time. I, you know, when I look back at my early days, you know, at Montana State, which started in 96 uh, with the PA announcing, but this was a guy who understood media. This was a guy that understood fundraising and a guy that understood community. And when he said there, I don't know, Bill, if I've met anybody more loyal than Bruce Parker. Yeah, he he's amazing that way. And I don't know, Jason, have you ever have you ever walked into any room in any uh, setting or situation with him that he didn't know somebody or somebody knew him? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was amazing <laughs> that way. And that so that so think of what a um, what a great asset that is in this state. And you know, I I believe that. Carroll College probably saw that in him when they hired him, and I believe that Rocky Mountain probably was uh, very um, excited to capture that when they brought him home to Billings. And you know, but I know in the decade of the '90s when I was with him here that he was uh, just really, uh, really good about connecting with people. And I think that's uh, going to be very evident in these next few difficult days as you know we all come to grips with it. But um, man, what a guy! What's his overall legacy in your eyes? Um, well, the you know, the, just the stories we'll hear from people and, and how many people he helped and how many people he connected with. But I think specific to Montana State, I, you know, like you said, it's an incredible, um, <clears throat> excuse me, array of, uh, of, of skills and an incredibly broad perspective that he could bring to things, you know, with his, background as a student athlete, but then as an SID and I had to speak in the corporate world for a little while. And, um, you know, so just my time with him here, which is a, just an absolute blessing, you know, he was always somebody who could um, offer perspective that certainly I wouldn't have had as a younger guy, but even now he, he just has great perspective and, and is really always, um, you know, really always trying to improve things. I think that to me, that's his legacy is just the, his commitment to making things better and to um, connecting with people. It's a, it's amazing the the impact, like you said earlier, that how many people's lives has he touched in the not only in the you know frontier, the big sky, and just everybody who knew Bruce is a better person for knowing Bruce. Yeah, and what's amazing, you know, when you think about it, is that except for two years that he spent between uh, Corpus Christi and then back in Cheney, he spent his whole career, his, I mean, really his whole adult life in Montana. And, man, you just, um, you know, he really, tra- he, he from the day I met him, he transcended the Bobcat Grizzlies thing, and that's a very difficult thing to do when you've only been on one side of this rivalry. And, he, you know, I think, you know, probably – people would say that, you know, in the Frontier Conferences, that he wasn't just a Carroll College guy or a Rocky Mountain guy. He could, you know, sort of uh, zoom out, get a bigger perspective on things and, and, you know, probably really offer worthwhile opinions on a huge number of topics. Was it fun when he came back to do games? Oh, I always enjoyed seeing Bruce. Yeah, for sure. It was... um, you know, it was always great, and we brought him back to a football game in the uh, playoff game in 2019. I mean, it was, you know, that was really almost the only way I'd ever seen him see him between my work schedule and, and his is, you know, if he was going to come work a game. So I always look forward to that. And, 
and part of it was Lisa was going to be there. So that was always great. And, you know, just, <laughs> he had a, just a great gift when you ran into him, regardless of the setting, it was, you know, you hadn't missed a beat, whether it had been, been a week or 10 years since you'd seen him, you know, there was always a, a commonality with him and he uh, just was so good at, um, you know, just being real as, as people say. You know, I, I used the phrase earlier today, but he was a teddy bear because if, if he loved you, you knew it. And there was, you know, it, you had to give Bill, uh, Bruce a hug whenever you saw him, especially the last few years. But um, when he left Carroll, yeah, it was, like I said, it was weird seeing him in the green of Rocky, but, you know, the, the, he, was a, he was a giant teddy bear who loved, who loved people. Yeah, he really, you know, from the very earliest moments I knew him, that was just so obvious that it, it was uh, every time he met someone for the first time, it was going to be, well, not maybe not every time, but <laughs> he was, it, it was always going to be a positive uh, experience. There was going to be positive energy and, and uh, yeah, you know, things he mellowed over the years and obviously his health situation um, probably altered his perspective and certainly you know, that of those around him, but um, it was just always, it was always fun and always just positive. Bill Lamberty joining us, a couple of final ones for you, but you know, I, what I relate to, uh, to Bruce a lot too is, you know, my early days at MSU and then I had kids and, um, you know, a, a previous wife, but the family atmosphere, and then you go to Carol and then you know, when I get there and my son Bob was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, and, and, and Bruce goes, this kid's going to be running all over the place like he did at, you know, <laughs> MSU. And it's true because it's a Bruce lets families and, and let families in, and they became part of that family, whether it was MSU or Carol or Rocky. And, and I think that's one thing that really needs to be not forgotten is if, if, if Bruce loved you and the kids – then you were in forever. Yeah. And that, you know, that I'm sure had everything to do with his family. Cause Lisa and Brett and Ryan meant everything to him. And, and so, you know, they were always around. Uh, Lisa was always at MSU functions and games and so on. And, and Brett and Ryan were a little bit older by the time I showed up, but um, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was very obvious family was everything to him and, and not just, you know, like you said, not just his family, people's families. He always had an interest in, in what other people's, I don't think I ever talked to him, um, you know, that he didn't ask what, what my kids are up to. And so, it, you know, it's just, it was always like that with him from the very beginning. Hey, we appreciate the uh, the stories. We'll see you Tuesday down in Billings, I'm sure, at the uh, celebration of life at Herb Clint Field. But uh, do you know anybody else that is in, what, six Halls of Fame? four schools in montana and then two national ones it's crazy i mean that's just insane but like i said at the beginning that you know and the awards i mean all the awards all that stuff is you know at the end of the day it's meaningless except what it tells you about him and that is that he was uh he did good work but mostly he just did good hey uh it's always good to chat with you. Um, can't wait to talk on uh, more uh, upbeat terms next time, but uh, appreciate the memories of Bruce. And like I said, we'll see you Tuesday down in Billings. 
Okay, Jason. Thanks very much. Thank you, Bill. That is Bill Lamberty joining us here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline as we get set to wrap things up here. But as we celebrate the life of uh, a true sports legend in the state of Montana and really nationwide, Bruce Parker, um, six halls of fame, and it's tough. It, it is tough. It's never easy. You knew it was coming. And at the same time, when you get that news early in the morning, it's um, it's not an easy text to read or a call to take or an email to read. Bruce Parker touched many, many lives. And, you know, I've known him. I, met, I first met Bruce in the mid-'80s with midget football, and, and Bruce was involved in youth sports as well. It wasn't just, you know, college athletics. But college athletics lost a true pioneer today in in the passing of Bruce Parker. We are all better for knowing who Bruce was. Our condolences out to Lisa, Brett, Ryan, the family of Bruce Parker, and the family goes beyond the immediate family. The extended family of Bruce Parker is everyone who has met him. And you heard the stories with Rochelle Sayers, Mike Vendis, Gary Turcott, Bill Lamberty, Eastman Kodak, and then he comes back, Eastern Washington, then Montana State, and the things Bruce did for MSU and the Big Sky back in the 90s, and then Carol and Rocky and the entire Frontier Conference and the entire NAI owes Bruce a debt of gratitude because what he was able to accomplish and get done is unparalleled. Bruce will be missed. There's nobody better than Bruce Parker. We love you. We're going to miss you. Godspeed, Bruce, and your family. The memorial service celebration of life will be Tuesday down at Herb Clint Field in Billings. Where it all got started, a Billings senior grad. And you've read all the stories, you've heard all the accolades. And we talked about it here on the show. The loyalty of Bruce Parker is unmatched. There will never in my mind, be an athletic director in the Frontier Conference that cared or cares more than Bruce did about the student-athlete, about the coaches, and about his friends. And when you met Bruce, you immediately became part of his family, his extended family, which reaches from shore to shore. Hope you've enjoyed this last hour talking about the legacy and the life of Bruce Parker. Because nobody's better. We love Bruce. We're going to miss him. If you get the chance, 10 o'clock Tuesday, Herb Clint Field, celebrate the life of Bruce. And in lieu of flowers, he's asked to donate to... Scholarships for student-athletes, Montana State, 
bless you both. Rocky, Carol. We love you, Bruce. Rest in peace, my friend. <laughs>